Anderson. Care for a rub down. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very G'day Rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Round 4 Matchups. I'm your host, Natty, and with me as always, Ryan Shotgun, in the rub, is the stats wizard himself, Walker the Weasel. Hello, mate. Welcome back. G'day, mate. Tuesdays is a very long day, isn't it? In the, in the world of podcasting. Oh, um, mental. TLT into waiver claims, into matchup claims. It is just, oh, it's a war of attrition. It is, it is. Dead, it's a war of attrition. Jeez, those good old days when waivers used to clear on Thursday mornings and we had, you know, all of, all of Wednesday to sort of... And those Thursday night games. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, let's uh, tear crack, the scab crack, off. Crack, crack them if you got them. Uh, Mark Tinicello and... Oh, God, I'm thirsty. Oh, God. That's good. That's good. Oh, that's a sour. That's um, that's definitely something different. Thanks, Rico. Oh, are you doing something fancy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, got a couple of sours from uh, Gage Roads, so... Couple of sours. They're um, they do blow you out off a little bit. Nice. hell. All right, let's get into the week that was. So just quickly, uh, I went down in the home league. Uh, I lost a bet as well, but was lucky enough that my two RFs that uh, Reso won aren't anywhere near as good as his, so he didn't have mm. to take them, which is fantastic. Uh, I uh, I played with one less player because my team is just full of injured players, which I'm going to have to fix. But, yeah, I, I think if I had to play with a full team, it would have been very close. But, anyway, it is what it is. Lost that one. How'd you go? Uh, yeah, I went down like a $2 hooker. It was, um, it talk, was not great. Let's talk about your loss and what your opponent did. Oh, no. Let, let's talk about initially. Um, I had a free shot at my loophole because I had Braley out and I had a few other players who weren't, um, weren't playing. So... I had free shot at Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo scores 103, and I think, oh, I'm a genius. Oh, this is this is how easy is this? Fantastic. Um, and I look at look at my opponent's team probably on the I think it was Saturday morning, and he's picked up this Jay Pezzett kid. Oh, yeah. Never and, heard of him. And he's captain him. And I was like, <laughs> that's an odd loophole. Uh, VC loophole. He, he VC'd um, Damian Cook, 58 points. And I was like, nah, surely not. The kid can play, though. Yeah, he looked Holy very good. Holy shit, he looked very sharp. Yeah. He was yeah. on a 75 at half time, and I was like, oh, fuck, this could be... Stop the fight. This could be a 110, 120-point game. And, yeah, captain, very ballsy. Got him the win. Huge. Fucking massive. Oh, you got the win. Um, we had a... a- play bet this week which was your third highest scorer it's called the gods decide bet it's third highest scorer versus third highest scorer and for all money um my highest scorer was my, my highest scorer was obviously going to be turbo and i didn't really have any other players that scored over 50 except for two um and both of them just happened to pip um pip his at the post so i managed to avoid losing homes which is um which was 
a gift from the gods. That's that's always a positive. Mm. That is always a positive. At with the teams that you and I have, we don't even really have to win players. We just don't have to lose players. And that's that, that's the key thing. Like I, I I could have taken a few one of his players, like a decent player, um, decided to just bolster some of my back line. But um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm desperately hoping I don't lose any of these upcoming bets. Uh, and with bets and the buys and injuries. Oh, yeah. it's going to happen and we're going to be impacted somehow. And look, I'm already going to be impacted for with Ryan Sutton. Um, I need to figure out a strategy of how to replace him. Probably going to have to dip into some trades or something like that because I've got a couple of um, CTWs that are sitting there doing nothing. So I can probably look, look at some um, trade bait for them, maybe like Bateman as well. But yeah. It's it's going to be tough. It is very tough, and the thing is, uh, our league don't like to trade. Uh, no, so that's there's no all, trust. That's there's no trust. That's always difficult. But um, yeah, very close comp with with everything yeah. that's going on with the bets, with the buys, with the injuries, with the no one, no one's turnover. and no one's zero and three. Yeah. So it's it's very close. Which I love. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That, that's great. That's what I want. I want a close league. That's what betting does. It does. Uh, make the league a little bit closer and the fact that you know every week everyone's just struggling to feel the full mm. side um yeah it just increases the turnover in players that are that are getting dropped to free agents and waivers and guys are picking them up it's a it's a bigger strategy when you know when to use your waiver priority as well that comes into it so so far fun fun yeah. and I'm getting no, to the absolutely. point now where uh in previous years, I could just sit on these players that I've got coming back in, say, you know, four, five, six weeks and sort of win a game here or there and just wait for them to come back and then just start fucking burying cunts. But I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. There's going to be... I'm going to have to make some tough decisions over the next month, I reckon, Mm. to get wins. I need to hover around the middle of the ladder. I need to be middle of the ladder and stay there so that when my players get back, I'm in a good position to start winning games and climb the ladder. So, yeah, fun. I love it. It's interesting. It's good game. Um, and, and also, like, these buys, they're throwing a spanner in the works with the um, in combination with the injuries that have been mm-hmm. hitting us all. So mm-hmm. it's um, it, it really did a number on me when I was playing you. Um, yes, a yes. Couple, a couple of weeks ago. God, that I was, needed that, that one. Was, that was awful. And now the 11-day turnaround for the concussions. Fuck, yeah, that that's, helps. that's going to that's gonna put a – I mean, it's just a, a, a mild shift in what was already being applied anyway, so it's not yep. a monumental change. And one of my biggest pet hates for Supercoach Draft is cunts holding onto their players like their life dependent, like holding uh, onto their players like as if that player knows – that they have them and they'll be upset if you drop them. That is one of my biggest pet hates. I hate people that hold on to their players. And this sort of setup is you just can't do it. You no, just can't do it. No, exactly. You just can't do it. And it may may actually cause our league to start trading. Exactly right. And it gets to that point in, in the season where you, you do need to refresh your squad a little bit. You'll have certain injuries. You'll have deficiencies with form and stuff like that that you need to fix and Look, if you're not going to be winning bets and, and it's not a betting league, 
Good with looking at the trade options. Yep, exactly, exactly. Now, in the list in the league, we are, we haven't won a game yet, but for somehow, somehow we're doing what we're good at, uh, and that is winning bets. Mm. And we have won both of the mandatory bet rounds that we have had this year. So we won Ronaldo Molotello on the weekend. Yep, and we already run um, Isaiah Yo. Yep. So two fantastic players that have bolstered our side. Uh, we we had fuck all players last week, and if we had a full complement, we would have buried whoever we played last week. So mm. they should consider themselves lucky that we. Well, I mean, we were missing Jaden Braley, Isaiah Papali'i, Isaiah Yo, Caleb Ponga. Um, who else? Fuck. Drinky. Drinky. <laughs> heaps. Fucking heaps. Oh, I mean, not Pappy. Yeah. So, yeah. No, look, I'm happy. We do need to win this next game. We need to get a win on the board. But, um, yeah, we're sitting pretty with players. Uh, our team looks really good. So, uh, it's pretty strong. I'm happy with that. We just need to start racking up them Ws, baby. And I was stoked with the, the pickup for Walsh. That's that's doing oh. us some real good favours at the moment. Oh, oh. And nice little stack with Adam Reynolds. Oh, Oh, baby. Oh, oh baby. Oh. oh, baby. Josh Schuster came back. Looked oh. pretty good. Oh, Stop yes. it. So, yeah, now we'll be right. Fucking got a heaps better team than we did last year. I know that much. <laughs> we just, yeah, that was, we, we got massively drunk when we drafted last year. Embarrassing, so. embarrassing. And uh, the thing is, if you don't have, the, the worse your team is on draft day, the quicker you'll lose players in bets. And it was, yes, it, exactly was right. it was downhill pretty quick on that one. All right, let's uh, let's dive headfirst into round four and start rubbing down these matchups. Stats, records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. I know these players. All you gotta do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh fuck yeah! Okay, before we get into these matchups, anything you want to talk about at the Patreon? So we've started to um, turn over from 2022 season average to use the 2023 averages. So we've got a three-round average for most teams. We've got a two-round average for some teams um, who've obviously had the buy. It's We're going to get more and more stats as obviously the rounds move forward. We're going to start introducing things like the form guide, um, uh, home and away analysis, and also player um, captaincy options, as well as your sit and um, sit and start for TRF and CTWs. So plenty of options um, for both draft and um, classic. So definitely get your logos around it. Yep, it's going to yeah, be very good. It's it's, it's going to be very sexy. We've got is. the captaincy selector gearing up soon. Yeah, so we need a bit more information, okay. um, a bit more stats to feed into it. So it's probably going to be a couple of weeks away. But yep. um, yeah, once that's rocking and rolling, um, we'll be doing that, plus a bit of a home and away analysis. So we're tracking teams, um, how they defend and attack based on their home and away performance. So an interesting one. We haven't um, we haven't really delved too much into it, um, had to tinker with it last season. And yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. I'm going to do a big video concerning all the uh, the statistical sheets that you can get on the Patreon. I'm going to release mm. that on all socials to give you a little bit of a rundown. I'll be going through the sheets sort of like a professor saying this is what this means and this is what you can get. So the people that aren't subscribers to the Patreon can get a good look at what's available on there. 
and trust me, you'll be all over it. Like fucking white on rice, people. It is good gear. <laughs> right, no. let's get in these games. Thursday, 7.50. Eels, V Panthers, Combank Stadium weather. Looks like it's going to be a wet one. Chance of rain is 80%. A high chance of showers are most likely in the evening. So could be a bit of a wet affair in this one. Hook, hook into the unders for sure. Yes, yes. Uh, now, poor Eels are just playing teams coming off buys for the next month or so, which is yeah. terrible because each team that they come up against that are coming off the buys have got two weeks to prepare for them. Not looking good for the Eels in this one. The Panthers will be strong with two weeks to prepare. I like them. Uh, strengths and weaknesses here. Panthers strong on their right attack, weak on their right defense. Eels strong with their left attack as always, weak on their right defense. The matchup here is with the Eels left attack, if they can get that humming. Um, mm. It is a little bit skewed, the data, because obviously the Panthers with the bye, they've only played two games, but they have only conceded tries to left edge players thus far this season so that's very interesting but like i said earlier i think the panthers will be too strong here um what are the top matchups and top sits for this game bro yeah so the top matchups uh at the back you've got uh dylan edwards say he's got a really top matchup the uh, the points conceded to fullbacks for the eels is astronomical so they've considered on average 95 points this season so they're far and away the worst defensive team for um fullbacks it's obviously a small sample size with three round average but it's definitely one that we've got to consider um another one with a really high um average uh, conceding against is uh waka blake so Panthers have been conceding 75 points on average for the two games that they've played to the left centers. So leans into the um, the point that you made about the um, conceding to left side attacks. Makes sense to maybe your plug and play option for Walker Blake. I'm not that game myself, but the stats are pointing that way. Um, another one is Jerome Luai. So he's got a, quite a um, quite a decent matchup up against um, Mitch Moses. Um, They've been conceding 61 points on average to uh, left halves. I do feel like if they do um, score, it's going to be down that left edge on both sides of the field. So I'd definitely be plugging and playing um, maybe a VC on Luai as that Taro. Um, I mean, clear is always an option for a VC as well. Um, and then Liam Martin as well as a, as a bit of a top matchup. As for sits, um, Hodgson, Josh Hodgson, he's definitely one that um, if you've got the option, I would be sitting him on the pine. Um, Simonson and Panasini have terrible matchups statistically, so I wouldn't be um, playing either of those two. Gutho's got a, a terrible matchup, so he's definitely not a VC or a captaincy option. And um, Cardi Party doesn't look like it's um, the invitations are going out for this week. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the Panthers. They are a defensive Stalwart, and I think they, especially in the wet as well, we know that they're a gritty team. They like to bring teams down to their level. And the yep. Eels just are, are struggling to find any sort of momentum in games. So, yeah, could Owen be a tough three. day. Yeah. yeah. They, could be, they, they, could end, they could end the next month 0-7. Yeah, like I think um, they, it, they it, play the Tigers in round six. And that could be a game. I listened to Guru's podcast the other day. That could be a game where both teams are zero and five. Yeah, quite easily. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, anyway, um, yeah, captaincy options. The only one you, you'd definitely avoid is putting the C on um, Gutho. But like I mentioned, it's mainly VCs. First game of the round, you have to have balls like size of grapefruit if you want to put a C on anyone. Yeah, exactly. And Especially in a, ga- a game in the wet. Yeah. Two, yeah. two pretty well heavyweights. I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah, exactly. And just be aware, even with your VCs, that it is going to be a wet game. So, you know, for your playmakers, it's going to be hard. Obviously, uh, for your edge players, you know, it's going to be slippery. They're going to be going out a lot, things like that. Um, mm. Just beware. Yep. Well, let's get in the next game. Uh, it is the Friday game, 6 p.m. Storm v. Tigers at Amy Park. Uh, chance of rain is 40%, so most likely just going to be a, a cloudy night here. Uh, probably good weather football, to be honest. Storm looking horrible. Tigers looking even worse. I keep saying this, but I'd hate to be the Tigers coming off uh, a storm loss like they did in the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and it was an effort It was an effort issue. Yeah, them. I just, yeah. look, they need a boost, the storm. They need a win. And it doesn't get any easier than coming up against the Tigers when you're at home at Amy Park. So, and the Tigers are just at fucking panic stations. Like the changes they've made, like what the fuck? Seems he's put on? the cleaners through them. Just like weird. He's, he's got Nofo, Nofo out. He's got iPhone Gowies out. Just stinks of desperation Dewey, doing this Dewey, so Dewey, early in the season. Dewey with turf foot, they put him at fucking fullback. Like you can't even stick it out for a month. Turf toe, sorry. Like, come on, man. Come on, guys. So, yeah, obviously, like the Storm here, strengths and weaknesses, Storm. Um, they have been strong super coach wise uh, on their right attack, but scoring a lot of their tries on their left attack. Uh, they're weak on their left defense. Tigers, strong on their left attack, weak on their right. I love the matchup here with the Storm's left, especially with Mad Dog coming back into this side. Tigers concede 54% of their tries to left of left attacks, uh, 18% to left centers and 18.2% to left wings. So I really like Justin Olam in this game. Um, Justin bad. Justin Olam plays really well with Mad Dogs in this side. So yeah. I love that matchup. Um, just anyone on this left edge for the Storm and Nick Manny on that sweep, I think they're in for a big game. Yeah. And look, the, the stats kind of back that up. So Justin Olam's got a really good statistical matchup. Um They've been con- the Tigers have been conceding f- pretty much sixty points per game to left centers. I think mm. that's they can easily achieve that and possibly higher. Um, statistically, it's not it's not pointing to Coates, but I think um, they are going to attack heavily down that edge, and I think Coates will will at least get pick up a little bit of meat pie um, at some point. Mm. Trent Liora is one that's got a really good matchup as well. Um, left to RF, obviously playing inside. I'll. Um, I think it's, yeah, that whole left side is just going to um, be absolutely dominating. Munster, yeah, I'd be putting the uh, the VC on him very firmly. Um, I wouldn't even um, shy away from, if you've got him in the team, putting a VC on Nick Meany because he could get a, a more than more than two in this one. Yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of options here for VCs, to be honest, in the Storm um, side mm. of the ball. Eli Katoa playing really well. Um, he's got a really good matchup for try scoring on that right edge versus the Tigers' left edge defense. Olam, like we talked about, Coates in the air. Nick Manny through support play. Harry Grant through the middle, who's just been fucking braining teams. Mm. Isn't he in some scintillating form at the moment, Harry Grant? Oh, Wild. and he's a great player. He's, he's one of those awesome players to watch as well. Like, he... 
yeah, he tears teams apart. Um, so he's he's one of the better scoring hookers in the in the game at the moment. But the Tigers have been conceding um, a miserly forty eight points, uh, sorry forty five points to hookers. So I don't know whether they stop the rot there or whether it's the fact that in the games that they've um, played, they've just been dominated on the edges, so they've just been shifting wide, and maybe mm. that's the reason. Yeah, well, they're coming up against the best super coach scoring player at the moment thus far, so I think mm. I think old Hazard fucks up that average. <laughs> Absolutely, and look, yeah, he's definitely a VC or even a straight captaincy option. I because I don't I don't feel like he's going to be um, contained in this game. Yep. obviously he um, he may he would still know most of the players in this squad. Yeah, Brooksy and all that. So he obviously spent a season down there. Um, when was it? Twenty twenty one. Inside info, you reckon? Oh, he, the just, boys play? he just know, knows knows how knows knows Brooksy knows a few of the other guys. Um, maybe he can get under their skin. Also, with Tyron Wishart on the bench, don't mind it. Don't mind it for Harry Grant mm. if he can get a little bit of a rest and be able to come back on fresh. I do. It like helps that. his upside. It does, and, and that's what that's what people are worried about. Oh. He's going to lose minutes. He's going to lose his uh, his output, but his PPM is going to rise because he's getting more attacking starts. Yep. It, it's it's a win win. Yep. Uh, so obviously, I own Harry Grant, and I'm putting the captaincy straight on him. I don't even mm. care about VCs. I, I, I don't give a fuck. Yep. Just straight captaincy option. I'm I'm quite happy with that. Yeah. So he sits and avoids um, pretty much like Brooksy. Dewey. Um, well, Dewey's moved to fullback, so um, it would be. Um, uh, wake him, you'd definitely be sitting him on the point. You wouldn't be considering What's your him thoughts in. with Dewey at fullback? Just take I hate away, it. I hate it. Take, I hate away, it. The, take away the turf toe. Say he's okay. F- he, right. take he, say he's fine, he's fresh. What's your thoughts with him playing He's fullback? never played well at fullback. He's yeah, never played well. Like he's, he's never played. He's never played well enough at fullback to warrant him being in that spot. Everyone's got their dick hard about it. I, would, I think it's shit. I would prefer, I would prefer as an owner... I would prefer him to be playing from center, yeah, and and playing a bit more like a um, like a, a Manu role or something, something like that, where he he was a bit more roaming, has has a bit of a kicking license as well, because he does have a really good kicking game, like an attacking kicking game. So yeah, it's definitely it's, something they'll miss um, without him there. Yeah, and the fact that like obviously you're just going to be relying on him to be a running threat, which he can be, but he's most threatening when he has the ball out in front of him, when he's got options around him, when, you know, he can turn guys on the inside, he can put a nice cutout ball. Like I said, he can put a nice grub in, a really good kicking game. When he's got those weapons in his tool belt, he's um, an amazing player. But for them to just go, look, you're at the back, we just need you to make 21 runs, um, come around the sweep, run hard. I really don't think it's in his wheelhouse, to be honest. Yeah, uh, look, I, I, it's a it's a move from Sheenzy that reeks of desperation, and yes, look, a lot of does. people a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's it, yeah. I, I feel like this could be a season defining moment for the Tigers, um, and not in a good way. So, uh, yep, it, it's yeah. Because I mean, they've they've dropped two stalwart players in um, Offengawi and mm. Nofo, and look, Offengawi was their best last year. Offengawi was their best forward last year, yep. um, and then you've got Brooksy who showed two minutes of 
quality football in a 80 minute game. And the only time he showed that was when he had someone take off the pressure to actually guide the side around. Yeah. I think they get pumped this week. They are, it's going to be a cricket score and it's going to be to zero. Yep. Anyway. Um, All right, let's get into... Let's talk about something else. Let's get into the next game. Uh, Friday, 7.55 This is going to be the game of the round. Here we go. The Finns. Finns up, baby, versus Walker's Broncos, Suncorp Stadium. Uh, It is a Finns home game, but it's Broncos... It's Bronco City, baby. Let's let's yeah, be honest they, here. They, they, they're coming away home. Mate. Let's be honest here. So, uh, pretty good weather. Uh, possible rainfall is like one millimeter, maybe. Chance of rain is forty percent. Um, medium chance of showers, uh, but most likely during the day. So it should be good weather for football, which is good because both these mm-hmm. sides are the best attacking teams in the comp at the moment. Dolphins have scored the most tries and Broncos have scored the second most tries. So it's going to be yeah. a really uh, interesting game. I think the fairy t- tale ends for the Dolphins this weekend. Uh, I think the Broncos get them. Finns, they're strong uh, throughout their right attack, obviously with Katoa. Uh, and Asako out there on the right. They're weak on their left defense, but pretty even on both sides when conceding uh, tries. Broncos strong, fucking strong on their left attack uh, mm. and weak down their left edge defense. Really like the matchup of the Bronco, Broncos left uh, attack here versus the Finns uh, right defense. Um, and if the Finns are going to find any success, I think it's going to be down their right attack. Yeah, Broncos left, obviously. We've got Mam, Walsh on the sweep, Herbie, Jesse Arthur's out there. But with the way they've been playing is they've been blitzing teams up the guts, you know, through Carrigan, mm, Payne Haas, yeah. with their second phase play, offloading the ball. And with the just pure pace that Mam and Walsh um, possess, it's just fucking teams up there on the left. So I think there is tries to be had out there on the left. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Mam gets one, if Walsh gets one, if Herbie gets one. I think it could be open slather out there. Uh, I do like Asako for the Dolphins. Uh, I think he can bag one out there, but I think they're really going to struggle here, the Dolphins, to be honest. Yeah, and I think, look, the, um, with Cody Nikarima, um up the guts, I think he'll have a bit of spark and attack, but... Yeah, aside from that, I think it's the, the like you mentioned before, the fairy tale will be ending um, for the Dolphins. Um, look, if you've got if you've got any of the the Dolphins players, it's not like I'd be saying rest rest them or anything. The the Broncos haven't been that that staunch in defence, especially at the start of games. They've been s- slow starters for most of the games. They've been conceding pretty weak tries early on, mm. so that there might be an opportunity, especially for guys who are quick around the ruck like Cody Nikarema. Um, I, as a as a first try scorer, he might be might be a bit of a show for that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. What um, about the so uh, top statist- matchups and stits? Yeah, so statistically, obviously the top matchup is with Walsh. Um, there's another one for Pretty Ricky. So um, definitely the right to our is an area where the Dolphins don't defend that well against, and the Finns right to our whoever's replacing Felice Kafusi. So um, they've got an awesome matchup uh, this week. So Broncos have conceded 74 points on average to right to refs. So definitely one to look at, but we won't really know until just before kickoff. So fantastic. Um, so sits, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome news, Josh. Um, uh, sits, so Hammer, 
coming up against the team that defends the best against fullbacks. So might not be an opportunity for Hammer to inject himself into the game. But we've been saying that for the last few mm. games. So he finds a way. And he's definitely um, the likely type most games this season. Um, Kenny Brom, he's moved into the forwards. So whoever's... Um, so Connolly Lemelu is probably not going to have the best of matchups this week. Um, but he's he's shown that he can run an awesome line and he is one of the likely types as well when it comes to scoring. Um, Ewan Aitken and Kurt Capel are two that if you've got them in your um, starting side, I would look to bench them this week. Doesn't look like there'll be points scored through those edges um, for the respective teams. Yeah, nice. And some pickups that we talked about uh, from both of these teams, we talked about Flegler you know, being a free agent pickup for front row sport. As long as he's getting mid-40 minutes, um, he's going to float around that 50-point average. Mm. Uh, Jesse yep. Arthur's had an absolute shocker on the weekend. They get 19 points. But like I said, that left-edge attack will be humming up against the Dolphins' right defense. So he might not be a bad plug-and-play here. On the other side of the ball, we like this Connolly uh, Lemelu. Uh, you know, round yeah. six, he's probably going to get that 2RF dual eligible, so eligibility, liberal. which is yeah, sexy yeah. as fuck. Um, and you got the Bromwich Bash Brothers up front. Um, yeah, how which, good is that? Yeah, look, well, I like it. So, I, don't, yeah. I have to say, Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich has what wound the clock back a little bit. Looks he's good, doesn't he? putting up some of the be- better performances I've seen in a long time. You forget how big that cunt is. He he's is just a unit. He is big. a unit. A big it boy. was just because, like, um, when he lined up again, um, lined up with Nas, you kind of yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah, he, he no, fades he's, away. he's fucking huge, man. He's a big boy. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into the first Saturday game, three PM, Cows v Titans, Queensland Country Bank Stadium, and she's going to be fucking hot and sunny. The up two, there. the two, the two big Queensland matchups already. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah, a couple of derbies here. Should be plenty of points in this one. Yeah. Um, Defense is not at a premium. No, for no, they, they'll, they'll be leaving in the sheds, the old tackling bags. Cows strong on their left attack, weak on their right defense. Titans strong on their left attack, weak on their left defense. So the matchup here is heavily on the Titans' left attack side, and they have just been fucking spinning the ball down that left edge with, well, you got our Foz out there for feeder. BK now, Cam Pereira, Brimo mm. on the sweep. I think they find a fair bit of success down there. Cows have looked a little bit clunky um, on both sides of the board, really, defense and attack. They are missing drink water hugely. I think it goes, it's a little bit underestimated the effect that Drinky has on this Cowboys side, especially in attack. You know, you've got Chad and Tom Dearden who. Really, when you look at them individually, do not set the world alight as halves. And that upside, that flair, that extra pair of hands on the end of attacking plays that Drinky provides this team, they fucking need it and they're fucking missing it. Yeah. And it's, look, it's really understated how much he improved that team. Um, when he finally got that spot, I think it was like round six or round seven last year. They just turned it turned the table from being one of those mid mid table teams, possibly even um, closer to the bottom. They were almost unbeatable at points of the season, and it's it's really their defence um, and their ability to hold the ball and put um, teams under attack and threat that 
really changed the tide for them um, all through Drinky. This could be an absolute shootout. Uh, Cowboys obviously missing a host of players. We just talked about Drinky. Uh, they've obviously got Hicko out as well. Ruben Cotter, their spiritual leader, he's oh, out. That's going to be a huge miss. Fucking huge. Huge. Yeah. Especially, um, you know, the Titans have got some big boppers there. Big Tino. But we could fight a week coming through the middle as well. Yeah, look, the Titans are in this game. Uh, they'll be outsiders, but they are well and truly in this game. Uh, what's the top matchups and sits for this one? Oh, mate, there's a lot of good matchups in this one. So um, Start Cam everyone. Pure, yeah, start everyone. So Chester and Cam Pereira have really good matchups in the backs. Um, in the halves, both Dearden and Kieran Foran have really good quality matchups. And for the forwards, um, we've got Big Tino and Mofo having a really good matchup. Um, we've got Reese Robson and um, Chris Randall both having really good matchups in the hooking spot. And realistically, across the board, there's only a handful of um, positions that don't have good matchups. And Murray Tuolangi in the left wing is probably the only one that has a, a terrible matchup, to be fair. Mm, mm. So, yeah, it, it is really one of those start everyone. Um, I'd even be starting Tuolangi because I think there's going to be attack on both edges. Um, obviously, the the... Like strength for the um, the cows is really their left attack, so mm. they're going to gravitate towards that. And it's what's worked in the past as well. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so some pickups uh, that we talked about in the Waiver Wire podcast: Tommy Chester, um, pretty good matchup here against the Titans. Titans have been conceding a lot of points to fullbacks, and BK from the Titans. Brian Kelly came back, looked slick as fuck in his first game. He's only going to get mm. better. So I'm if a big it, BK fan. Either of these guys are available right now. Pull the car over, pause uh, this podcast, and go <laughs> get them. Because, yep. uh, yeah, you want to start everyone in this game. Really good VC game if you can yes. um, VC a few guys here. Because, yeah, um, there could be up to four four plus guys here that, that could t- turn up. I can see it being one of those games. Yeah, I think Dave Fafita is probably Huge. one that I, I, he's, he's up against Jeremiah Nanai. Not um, not the best of defenders to big guys, so that will be an interesting matchup. Um, AJ Brimson doesn't have a statistical matchup, but we know that his his scores can go stratospheric if um, gets on the like his team gets on the right run. Um, Val Holmes, they're going to lean Val on Holmes, Val Holmes. They, they'll, they'll lean on him massive. Yeah, um, and he's got a pretty good matchup too. Um, one that I think is a sit um, is Philip Sammy. He's obviously down on that um, that right wing. Um, he's just going to catch a cold out there because they never really attack down that edge. Yep. So he's definitely one that um, I was I was all about him when he was on that left center spot. It's, he just gets no ball yep. out there. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear that if you have Titans players, you want them to be left edge attacking oh, players. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. It's uh, definitely going to be one to watch. Uh, I oh, think, for sure. I think it'll be pretty uh, pretty exciting. All right, let's get into the next game, Saturday, 5.30 p.m., Bunnings v. Manly Acor Stadium. Uh, so this could be a wet one as well. Uh, chance of rain, 80%, partly cloudy throughout the day, high chance of showers. So this could be a little but only, bit But only wet. a small, small, small amount of rain. So up yep, to zero six to six mil, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So slick surface, which yep. could make it hard for you know your outside backs and your halves. 
really tough game for Supercoach, to be honest. Uh, Bunny's yeah, strong on their right attack at the moment, but we saw that flip a little bit last week with AJ getting some ball. I think eventually, once the dust settles, uh, they will be a left-edge attacking team again. They're weak on their left-edge uh, defense, mainly strong on their right attack and weak on their right defense. The matchup here at the moment is the Manly's right attack. So you got DCE, Olukawatu, obviously Turbo out there. But both mm. teams playing really well at the moment. Um, it's going to be a clash of the big heavyweights. Uh, not a fantastic game to predict high scores unless you've got Tom Trevojevic because he looks like he is clicking along in second gear at the moment and getting tons, which is a little bit scary. Yeah. But outside of him... Not really anyone I like in this game. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a really good spectator game. Um, like Cody Cody Walker's shown that he's a likely type at any any time. Um, same with Latrell. So those guys I wouldn't be writing off. I do think that they will get the job done over DCE. I think they'll keep him quite quiet. But I mean it's a it's a it's a mountain to get across um, and keep Tommy Turbo quiet. So yeah, I think he he'll get across the stripe maybe once or twice, but. I think it's going to be a low-scoring one. Mm. Um, something tells me about this, especially with the slick surface. I just don't think there's going to be some big scores um, in this one. And look, the high scorer might be someone like Damian Cook getting a bit of um, bit of a playoff with um, Cam Murray close to the line. For um, sure, so man. Matchup, matchups wise, um, Kalmatu Alangi has has a really good matchup. So they've been conceding fifty eight points. Um, so that this uh, bunnies have been conceding fifty eight points to left RFs. Um, Christian Tuapolotu, he's um, he's up against a defense that concedes seventy six points per game um, to right wings. So look, they if they attack down that edge, they haven't really been getting the ball all the way out to Tuapolotu um, and past Kohler, so I wouldn't be confident in bringing him in. Um, a little bit skewed to, as well because to, Paulo totally had, had such a, a big game yeah. against the Bunnies, which is yeah. sort of up in that average. I think I think, a, I think a better option would be like a Tolu Kohler. If you've, if he's available on waivers, he's definitely a really decent plug-and-play option because he does have the base to balance out a bit of upside if they do attack down that edge. Yeah. Um, and, Co- and, sorry, Isaiah Tass... I put a line through him. Um, DC, I put a line through him. And Cam Murray, I wouldn't be VCing or captain captaining him. He obviously had a, a poor output in the last couple of games. So he's definitely one that I, I'd be shying away from in the next few rounds from a captaincy point of view. Yeah, it's just going to be one of those games that we talk about where you just crack a tin, enjoy oh, the game, yeah. don't worry about it too much for super coach. Um yeah, so you missed the boat, obviously, with Cheekam. Uh, he's back to the bench. You might see a little bit of an uptick for uh, guys like Tom Burgess. Obviously, the Bunnies are missing three of their middlemen this weekend due to injury. So oh, you might- stop, the, stop the fight. Um, beep, so beep. They've, <laughs> they've, just, um, they've just decided on Jerome Hughes's... Um, Thing. Talk, talk to me. He's been unsuccessful to downgrade and he is wiped out for two rounds. Pazette, big play. So Pazette is a massive pickup. So huge pickup. If you if you don't already have him, have a look. Get under waivers. Go to free agents. Pick him up. Yep. Yeah, that is sexy. Um 
Daniel Saluka Fafita as well. Uh, I'm just looking at this bench for the Bunnies. Blake Taff carrying Michael Cheekham and Jed Cartwright. Davey Mowali, really the only big bopper they've got on the bench. So, yeah, mm. could be some some decent minutes for guys like Saluka Fafita, Thomas well, Burgess, got They've got Harmay Saleh. They've got Harmay Saleh and Totola out, so they're going to need some minutes in the forwards. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love that play. Yep. Yeah, very interesting. All right, let's get into the next game. Saturday, 7.35 p.m., Warriors v. Dogs, Mount Smart Stadium. This one looks like it's going to be pretty good weather. Sunny, a little bit a little bit cloudy, but pretty good by the time kickoff rolls around. So good footy weather. Um, yeah, good, good game here. Uh, Warriors. I think this is going to be a real close one, and uh, it's not going to be high scoring. It's not going to be low scoring. I think it's going to be a really good um, good insight into how these two teams are um, putting it on the park. Yeah, Warriors doggies, missing a doggies few. Have looked, doggies have looked pretty pretty rancid in the first couple of games, but yeah, they've they've definitely turned a corner. You got Mitch Barnett and Wade Egan out, which is pretty big kick in the dick for the Warriors mm. uh, but you do have Freddie Lussick coming in and obviously they get Jackson Ford back yeah no I think this is going to be very close Dogs obviously look good in patches on the weekend but towards the back end of that game they were a fucking diabolical in defence and they were letting the Tigers <laughs> right back into that game so, in all honesty, I think the Warriors can get it done here at home. Uh, I'll be talking a lot about this in the Chase Your Losses podcast. This is one of my best bets. I like the Warriors. Sneak peek. There you go. Just the tip, just for a second, just Ooh, to see right. how it feels. Uh, Warriors strong in their left attack, weak on their right defense. Dogs strong in their left attack, weak on their left defense. The matchup here lies with the Dogs' left attack, which was showing signs of life on the weekend with uh, Burton playing well, Kickout sucking a lot of defenders in, Alan Motti making some line breaks, out of his skin, offloading it? Fox with that support play. So it was looking good. So I do like them to find success on that left edge. Actually, both teams on their left edge, I think you can start guys like Alamotti if he's available, um, Marcelo Montoya, CNK, Tamara Martin. Yep, I like them all. It is it is important to note though that they they're not going to be playing the dogs every week. No, I mean no. not playing the tigers every week. No. So it's um, the, I think the Warriors have provided a bit more of a um, bit more of an opposition than they found last week. So yeah, they they completely dominated most of the game um, last week, but I feel like it's going to be a different proposition this week. I'll tell you what, that Jacob Preston, plenty to like about him. Oof, doesn't he what it, like I. I Really, really big fan of what he's got to offer. Fucking, like, because you know how you hear the hype, classic, get him in, break even low, all that shit. And you're a draft player, you're just like, eh, fuck, yeah, we'll see. Then he comes out, and he has just been fucking eating it up. Watched him pretty closely on the weekend, gets involved, tackle breaks, loves a hit up, can make a line break, loves an offload, just... Lots to like about the kid. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all about him. He's definitely showing some really good signs. It, but time will tell where he does fit into the side once TPJ gets back. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been really, really impressed with what I've seen. He's obviously good enough that he shifted RFM to lock. So it just, it just goes to show how good he has been going. Yep, hundred percent. 
try scoring threat as well. Um, mm. Don't mind him from an ATS um, yeah. here as well. Oh, just quietly. Um, mm. Okay, so top top matchups from a plug and play perspective, um, as well as captaincy. Uh, SJ got a good matchup. Alamotti, um, Burton has a good matchup. Uh, same with Kicks and Montoya. Um, there's a few ATSs in there for sure. Um, so far as sits, um, be looking at both Max King and Sutton if you can rest those guys. RFM up, up the up the guts definitely not um, a play this week. And Egan Butcher and sorry um, Wade Egan who's obviously not playing. Who's um, you've got Freddie Lussick. Freddie Lussick. So Freddie Lussick's definitely not a plug and play option this week. So the the matchup is definitely not with the. Um, with the hooker there and Marnie as well. So it, it does seem like a game that will be on um, played a bit on the edges. So sit and watch and it's going to be a game dominated by the halves, I think. Yep. Yep. And a lot, like I said, I think, um, I think that Marcelo Montoya is worth a pickup and just rotating throughout your CTW starts, mm. uh, depending on the matchup, like this weekend, really good matchup, put him in there. He is fucking hard to handle up top. Yeah, so if time. he's a couple of metres within the try line, he's not diving. He's just running over cunts, and no one can tackle him. So love that. Love that about him. Yeah. From a, from a captaincy perspective, I mean, the, the only one that I'd be looking at as a captaincy option would be Terry Harris. Yep. Um, aside from that, like, there's a couple. Of, if you're chasing the win, um, Matty Burton, Billy Kicks, um, those are probably the only only options. Mm. Um, it is all about yeah. Tao here, isn't it? Who's yep. been playing yep. amazing? Jesus, no, exactly. Well, he's the safe. He's a safe candidate for sure. Yep. All right, let's get into the next game. Sunday, two p.m. Knights v Raiders, McDonald Jones Stadium. Uh, so what a day to be in Newy. Yeah, fuck. Chance of rain, eighty percent, up to six millimeters. Uh, partly cloudy, high chance of showers. So just any of the games that are going to be in and around Newcastle, Sydney, that area. It's going to be a little bit slick this weekend, so yep. just keep that in mind. Um, yeah, look, Knights, hmm. I'll give them a pass mark on the weekend just because they had so many out, like so many yeah. key players. Uh, I think when Jackson Hastings had to go off for a HIA, that was their game. That that ruined it for yep. them. Because yeah, you can't sure. expect Tyson Gamble to steer the ship. And, um, also, and also losing um, losing Safidi. Um, towards the end, they'd already um, they'd already had Frizzell out. Like they're they're losing a, a lot of quality mid, middlemen, as well as um, Ponga and then Jacko. It's like, yeah, where do they go from there? Exactly, exactly. But they get a few troops back this weekend. Big the beast Greg Marcy comes into this side. Mm. Um, Kurt Mann back in this side as well. Yeah, plenty of like to uh, to like about some of these young blokes that are coming through as well. Leo Thompson, uh, Matt Croker, uh, I love those guys um, through the middle. Jaden Braley, obviously a huge in uh, this weekend. Without them, he please. I mean, KP, Tyson Frizzell, these type of players are, are crucial to the Knights winning as well. But fuck, Jaden Braley, they just do not play well without him. No, I think he's probably in the biggest miss for them. Yeah. Um, he just steady, steadies the ship. He, he gets through his tackles. And, look, he's just a calm head um, and definitely given the right right quality ball. Um, and that's that can't be understated with a lot of the hookers going around, like your, your cheeses and all that. They're, um, they're, they're good running hookers, but 
service out of dummy halves up to shit. So you're never really going to be getting um, your really quality play from the, um, your halves. Yep, 100%. So it's perfect storm here for matchups. Knights strong and weak on their left. Raiders strong and weak on their right. So you've got the Knights left edge with the matchup and the Raiders right edge with the matchup. That is statistically speaking, but nothing really sexy about it. Um, mm. You know, this game could go either two ways. It could be an absolute points fest where everyone's scoring points, or it could be an absolute arm wrestle where no one's scoring points at all. It's hard to predict this one, bro. Yeah, no, a lot of these ones where Sticky's involved, it, it can be a bit of a, um, a mind melder, so... Yeah, uh, look, uh, if you've got the option to pick up Matty Tomoko, I would definitely do that for this week. He's a really good plug-and-play option. Yeah, love um, him. And with season season value as well. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I mean, Starling, if he's available, um, Knights do concede a, a fair few points up the guts. So it's definitely an option for him. Obviously, Big Papa's back, um, and a lot of people have been talking up Horsburgh, but with the three-man Big Bopper bench, there's not going to be too many minutes around for those big guys. So I would not be um, selling the farm to get him in. Um, so far as matchups, uh, Tommy Starling has a great one. Same with Tomoko. Um, Lockie Miller on the other side. And then Tapanay, um, he's usually getting the lion's share of the minutes, has a, a pretty good matchup as well. Uh, Sits-wise, Elliot Whitehead has a terrible matchup. Dom Young's got a terrible matchup because he's not even playing. But um, we're assuming... Hard to score points Hobble... fucking from KFC drive <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, but um, we're assuming that Heimel Hunt gets moved across to the la- uh, right edge um, and that's where the poor matchup is. So, yeah, uh, we'd be considering Heimel Hunt for a bit of a rest there. And Sebastian Chris, who hasn't been scoring points anyway, um, he'd be getting a, a rest as well if you've got him. So the captaincy mm. options would only be late in the round. So the only one I'll be looking at is probably Tapane for safety. Maybe someone like a Lockie Miller if you're chasing points because um, he has shown that he has got a bit of a ceiling on him. Fuck, have a go at him on the weekend. Lockie Miller, whatever the fucking wheels on him. He mm. caught that ball up the middle and he was gone, baby. Yeah. Gone. Oh, the thing I like about Lockie Miller is his tackle breaking just, because just he's so, so elusive. Yeah. Well, that's really all he's shown us up until the weekend. On the on the weekend, we showed a little bit more attacking upside, scoring a couple mm. of tries, obviously. But that tackle busting and his running ability keeps his floor at about that 55. Yeah. And and look, that's that's one of the reasons why I was quite big on him in the, in the preseason was because he did show a bit of that at the Sharks. And the one thing that gave me a bit of pause um, in the preseason was like he was surrounded by a really good attacking structure and I wasn't sure whether he'd be able to follow that through with the Knights. But yeah, I think he's going from strength to strength, especially no without- No KP is the With is no the KP. Thing. That's the yeah. thing. KP comes back on this side, you'll see him go back to that 50-55, but with no KP- Yeah, but it's still, it's still, it's still a decent, decent floor to work from. Oh, it's a great floor, no ceiling. Great floor, no ceiling. Yeah, but with no KP, you've got that great floor mm. and that ceiling because yeah. they need him to be that X factor. Whereas with KP in the side, it's sort of like get out of the way, bro. I'll, I've got this. Yeah. As soon as KP was injured, I was like, because I'm a Lockie Miller owner, I was like, this is perfect because we're just going to see more of Miller, which we did, didn't we? That's exactly mm. how it happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> Just how it works in Supercoach, baby. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yep, well played. Okay, getting into the last game of the round, Dragons versus the Sharks, uh, Jubilee Stadium. And, yep, going to be a little bit wet here as well, up to five millimetres, chance of rain 70%. So not as bad as those Saturday games, but, yeah, still going to be a little bit slick here. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't see him throwing the ball around that much, but... Big in for the Sharks. Huge. Obviously, welcoming back Nico Hines. Nico. So I think I think he'll be he'll be one to watch. Um, interesting to see whether he um, he has plays a full game or whether they do do a bit of a switcheroo with um, Tricky Trendall. Yep, because he's obviously riding the pine for this one. Yep, and so we had a, a couple of questions about that. With does is this going to affect Black Blake Braley? No. They've got Trindle there just to make sure Nico can last the full game. Yeah, well, I, I don't even think he plays a full game. To be fair, um, but they don't. They don't necessarily. They won't, I don't think they'll need him. Um, I think if they can put on the park half of what they were able to do last season, I think they can take care of the Dragons. But for say 60, 60 minutes last week, they were. Winning the arm wrestle against the night against the Broncos. Man, the Dragons so. look a lot better than I thought they were going to look. They're surprising me. They really never, are. never, never, never write off um, a team with Benny Hunt in it, except <sighs> yours. <laughs> except yours yeah, last except season. Except my Supercoach side in the grand yeah. final. Yeah. Um, all right, Dragons strong and through their right attack, they're weak on their left defence. Sharks strong on their right attack, weak on their left defence. Sharks left has a really good matchup here. Um, yeah, so if Nico is able to be back at his best, I think this is where you'll see those left edge players start to get involved a little bit more. So which many is many questions about Sione Katoa. Do I drop him? Do I do I train him for someone else? <laughs> No, just wait until Nico comes back and then make your decision. Exactly. Uh, That's just, an easy yeah, one. Give it, a, give it a couple of weeks. That is an easy one. But with Trindle in the side, he really did have that right edge pretty um, pretty much the dominant edge for the Sharks. And he loves to play short and direct, which is why Ramey and Nicker was getting a lot of the ball mm. and Katoa being starved a little bit there. With Nico in the side, they play really expansive football. Nico plays both sides of the ruck. A lot of players getting involved. Everyone's going to have an uptick here. So, and that's what we've been saying. All these sharks guys that have been underperforming. It's like just wait until the main man comes back. It's gonna be sweet. Yeah. But yeah, tough one. I think the dragons will keep this relatively close. To be honest, um, obviously the sharks will be reeling after that Raiders uh, loss, which I actually picked. I picked the Raiders to win that one. Um, Oh, you haven't picked much this season. That's a good one, mate. I went fifty percent oh. in uh, in margins in the weekend. It's not an easy feat. Well done. Yeah. Especially in a one that was a bit topsy-turvy. So, yeah, nice one. Yeah, did all right. Had, did pick, all right. had to pick something. Yeah, it's got, rather, a, it's rather got than a, your nose. It's got to turn around at some point, mate. I'll tell you what, Rando's doing you, doing you in. I had a look at the um, the comparison. You, you, whew, mate, it is... Um, it's not a competition. <laughs> it's a one podcast. We are a it's team. A, it's a, it is a, well, it's a competition when you guys are putting yourselves up against one another. Uh, well, I don't That's make those sure. posts. Fucking he does. But <laughs> of it course is, he does. Of course it is, he does. It is a it is a team effort here. I remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. You're, a, you're leaning. You're leaning. I remember a twelve game streak last year where he didn't fucking win one bet. Who was Ooh. holding it all together then? Ooh. Hey. 
Grovel in paradise. That's what um, I thought. Yeah, there we go. You just you leave the betting to first. me, mate. If there's one person that doesn't know about gambling, it's you. Fuck off, mate. I'm, you have I'm, no I'm, idea. Fuck off, mate. One, you don't have the balls to bet big. Three, you don't know what you're talking about. Three? Yep. You can't even count. Yeah, I just two. I just skipped one because yeah, well, well it just gets straight, well to the, straight to three, which you just have no All idea. Right. Okay, now you're talking shit, so okay. let's get on the top matchups. Let's, give me your tips. Give me your tips. Let's go. Let's go head to head. Tips. All right. Teague t- will margins. for any time try score. Margins. Margins. What? Tips. Tipped around margins. Let's go. After we finish this, we're going to go tip to margins. Right, Let's mate, see who right can mate. do it. All right. So you, you can't you can't even back anything at the moment. So I was looking I at- I should be an easy win for you then. Yeah, it should be. All right. So Teague Wilton has a really top matchup this week. They've been um, the- uh, Well, they've only played two games, but they've conceded 70 points to left to RFs. Um, definitely one that um, I think with Nico back in the side, roaming both sides of the ruck, they are going to attack a bit more down that left edge. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of attacking threat there with Talakai and Teague Wilton. So, yep, got him in for a top matchup. Blake Braley, I don't think any of the, um, the noise about um, Tricky Trindle on the bench means anything to Blake. Only good things. Um, uh, I think Will Kennedy is another one that um, that could be have a bit of an uptick. But like we've mentioned a number of times before, doesn't have a massive high ceiling. So I wouldn't really be captaining him at all, but he's definitely a play option if you're streaming your, your fullbacks. Jack Bird is the uh, other one that I think has a really good matchup. He's at lock um, this week whilst uh, Jack DeBellin's out. So, yeah, they've been, the Sharkies have been conceding 80 points per game to locks. So, yeah, definitely um, definitely want to consider. Would you Sits. captain Nico Hines this week? If you've, if you've dra- in draft... You'd have to consider it if you've got him. Um, for classic, you'd have to have yeah balls like grapefruits, mate. Oh, I would, I wouldn't do it. It's um, just it is. It smells. You don't, you don't, you, you don't know how many minutes he's going to play. Yep. I reckon he'll be playing low minutes. Um, they'll be they'll be easing him back. Um, it was from a calf complaint, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So if you've got those, a better option, are, both in draft and classic, I think you should you should uh, captain that player. Yes, exactly. So I'd definitely play him because, look, even in half a game, he can still punch out an easy 60. Um, he's just I, – I don't think he'll be back to fully match fit yet, so he's not going to get the minutes. Um, yeah, uh, sits in this one. Moisa, Nikora, and Ravalawa have pretty terrible matchups. But like we've mentioned before, we've got a small sample size with only – with only two rounds um, in the books for um, the Dragons and three for the Sharkies. So, look, on this one, um, Teague Wilton, Blake Braley are, are definite plays. I don't mind a bit of um, Matt Figo on the left wing as well as an anytime try scorer. And, um, yeah, bet responsibly. Um, captaincy options, limited safe options in this one. Um I, an interesting one might be like a Teague Wilton if he gets across the stripe with his um his pretty decent base this season, but I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, I I'd be sitting out the the captaincy and, and pick someone else early in the round. For sure, for sure. All right, let's uh let's do this uh, margin betting. Who do you like, Eels Panthers? Eels Panthers. I like Panthers one to twelve. Panthers one to twelve. I'll go Panthers thirteen plus. 
All right. Storm yeah, we got Tigers. both going Storm 13 plus. That's fine. Next one. Um, I like Broncos. I like Broncos in a close one, uh, 1 to 12. Yeah, I like that as well. Broncos, 1 to 12. Both. Then we'll go, what do we got here? Cowboys, Titans. Uh, Cowboys, Titans. This one, this one is on a bit of an knife edge for whose who's who's attack isn't going to be strong enough because um, they're both going to score points. It says whose defense isn't shit, isn't yeah, too I shit. I don't need your fucking war and peace about it. I just need your margin bet. Cows one to twelve, I reckon. I've taken Titans one to twelve. Woo! This one will be a decider. Uh, Bunnies Manly. I like Manly in a close one. With this one one to twelve. Um, I, I it, this one for me. This could end in a draw. Um, I think it's that close. Yeah, I'm going to take Bunnies. I don't like how many points the Seagulls let in. Mm, yeah. Manly 1 to 12. Well, this is good. We've got a few different ones. Mm, uh, yeah. Warriors, Bulldogs. Uh, I think with some of the key outs for the Warriors, you've got to go the Doggies in this one. Uh, I'm going to go Doggies 1 to 12. I went Warriors 1 to 12. And with, Wade Egan, with Wade Egan out, one of their best players. That's Freddie, just interesting. Freddie Lassick is actually a better serviceable dummy half. He'll get good ball That's to right. SJ. Yep. Knights, Raiders. Uh, oh, I'm going to go Raiders 13 plus in this one. I'll go Raiders 1 to 12. 13 plus. And last game of the round, Dragons and Sharks. This one is a bit of a derby down there as well. Um, I'm going to go Sharkies 1 to 12. I think with Nico Hines back, it's going to be a close one, but they'll they'll get the chocolates. Nice. Sweet. Actually, that was fun. Let's uh, make that a thing. <laughs> How about we just do it while we're doing the, or do you want to do it all in one hit like this? Yeah, that was fun. All right. Fair enough. All right. Let's get into the happy ending. You want... Happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. So, the top Supercoach matchups overall, Dragons and Sharks just on both sides of the ball. Mm. Um, lots of points in this one. Panthers versus the Eels. Uh, obviously, that Panthers right edge is going to be lovely. Tigers versus Storm, statistically on both sides of the ball, but we know it's all going to be a Storm-heavy game here. Titans and V-Cows, v lots of points in that one. Uh, and the Raiders V-Knights. For left-edge attacks, we've got the Eels, Titans, and Dogs. Really good matchups. For middle, uh, we've got the Dragons and Sharks. Both both middles have a really good matchup. Uh, you've got the Raiders middle and Titans middle. And then for right attacks... Tigers, Manly, and Dragons. So mm. they're your matchups for Supercoach there. Uh, and then if we just do a top 10 starts, top 10 sits, in no particular order, starts, Tommy Chester, Cam Pereira, Christian Tuopolotu, SJ, Moses Suley, Teague Wilton, Blake Braley, Jerome Luai, Justin Olam, Reese Robson, sits, Bailey Simonson, Hammer, Ewan Aiken, Murray Tlagi, Cam Murray, DCE, Elliot Whitehead, Matt Moylan, Isaiah Tass, and King Gutho. Yeah, some um, big high ceiling players that are um, predicted to have pretty low scoring games. So Cam Murray, DCE, and Gutho 
Look, you, you'd obviously be playing him, but yeah, you're just not going to be VC or captaincy options on either. And so what I'm going to try and do with that start sit top 10 is for the starts, I'm going to try and pick guys that are going to be plug and plays or guys that might be in your bench that you might oh, want yeah. to put so in your just, starting. Just, a, just avoid the, um, yeah, the I'm not high gonna, ceiling guys. I'm not going to put the start guys. up there turbo. Yep, yep, yep. Um, for sits... I'm actually on the. I'm going to go the complete opposite. I'm going to pick guys that are definitely starters in your side, like DC, like Cam Murray, like Gutho. So it it so, might so give not, a not a not not a Bailey Simonson. It's like a warning to yeah, not, not VC or captain them. Yeah. Okay. Nice, 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 nice. All right. What are we up to now? We're into the draft. Oh, Drafting our top nice. players. Yeah, and this one, this one's going well. You, you clawed back a little bit this week with um, your Grant as captain, which was great, and Reynolds, really good pickup. So, yeah, things have been going well for you. Mm, I haven't even fucking looked at this, so this will be good. Yeah, me You're neither. Up. So I, I, I was planning on looking at this um, the other week, and can you I write didn't. this down for me as we do this? So I'm gonna have to write it down as we go. Yep. So bear with me for one second. It's your pick, yep. isn't it? It is my pick. And remember, the rule is you can't pick two. You can't pick guys back to back. Yep, yep. So I only found that out as we were doing it last week, which is great. So well, I did um, explain that to you, but you don't listen to yeah, the things I, I don't say. Listen, I don't. I, I don't listen to you. No. I don't listen to you. Well, At what point do I listen don't to? Don't complain about not knowing about things, then. <laughs> no, mate. Just settle down there, champion. Um, okay, so I obviously can't do Tommy Turbo again, um, but I'm going to circle back and I'm going to take Harry Grant. Yep. Good, 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 good pick. Good, good, good pick. I am going to take... Oh, what do I do here? What do I do? Oh, I've, I just made a mad technical error. Yeah, that was silly. Cause yeah, cause I picked Grant last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm only just. Uh, I'm. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. That was silly. I'm mm. going to take uh, Nathan Cleary as my halfback. Coming off a little spell, that should be nice for Cleary. Yep. Okay. I am going to go. Uh. I am. I want to go Val Holmes, but I can't, um, which really sucks. Uh, I'm going to go Reese Walsh. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. That was one of my picks. Really good okay. matchup. Really good matchup. I want to go big Payne Haas, my front row forward position up against this Dolphins middle. I do like that matchup with him playing big minutes. Yum, 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 yum. Yep, not bad. Um, I'm going to go for my CTW. I'm going to go Nick Meany. Nice. I think he is going to score quite well. Yeah, that is tasty. That is tasty. For my edge back rower, I'm going to go Eli Katoa from the Storm up against this Tigers Ooh, left edge defense. Okay. Um, I am going to go... Um, oh, I might have gone too early. Oh, anyway. Um... That's all right. I'm going to back myself in and go with one of the tips, which was Jack Bird at lock against the Sharkies. Nice, 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 nice. I'm going to go, I don't think I've used him yet this year. I'll go turbo at fullback. Oh, hello. 
Well, the game I would have done it, but um, yeah, you might as well. Um, okay, what have I got left? I've got front row forward and my halves. Okay. Um, um, I really should have studied this beforehand. <laughs> this is, this did, is really tough. We did just really go tough. through every fucking game in detail. You no, should be I know, sweet. I know, I know. I know. Um, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to get Adam Reynolds. No, I'm going to get Nico Hines in his game back. Oh, big call. Big Huge call. call. Huge call. Huge call. Big call. I'm going to go my boy Ezra Mam at 5'8 against his Finn side. I'm going to go another guy returning from injury. I'm going to go Cam Munster. Yeah, nice. Fuck yeah, that is a good pick. Uh, I'll go Blake Braley at my hooking spot. Mm, that's good. Um, I am going to go. All right, there's not that many really good high quality front row forward options. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Tapanay. I don't like this pick, um, but realistically, from a high scoring potential, he's the best option. <laughs> Uh, and I will pick Val Holmes in a high-scoring game, kicking goals against the Titans. Oh, that's a good one. And that's my team, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I was too busy putting myself. Oh, Blake Braley, that's right. All right, so your team was Blake Braley at the back. You got um, Payne Haas in the front row, Ellie Katoa as your tour ref. Your your halfback is Nathan Cleary. Ezra Mam is your five eight. Your CTW is Val Holmes and the man of the moment, Turbo. Been your fullback. How good. Let's go. Um Hooker for me is Harry Grant. Front row forward, Tapanay. Two RF, Jack Bird playing the playing the position there. Um Nico Hines in his game back. Um Cam Munster in his game back, Nick Meaney in a hopefully high-scoring affair against the Tigers, and Reese Walsh up against the the Dolphins in the Derby. So I think this is going to be a close one because we've both got very, very good quality players. So you having Cleary and Turbo is a bit of a worry. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to put the kiss of death on? I am going to Captain Val Holmes. Oh, I actually already had the C next to his name. That's clever. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go, I can't go past Harry Grant. Um, yeah. He's definitely going to be um, there or thereabouts. He's so fucking good. Like I said, I'm going to be putting the captaincy on him in the, for the Eskimo Bros. Thanks for coming. I don't think I'll take the C off him the whole year, the way he's going, to be honest. I mean, looking at your squad, I, 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 I'd, I'd, fa- I'd fail to see who else you baby. would put. Yeah. Sam Walker, Brian Toto. <laughs> not this week. No, probably not. maybe not this week. Uh, Toto <laughs> might play well against the Eagles. Toto will play well. You might get a try. I think it's, I think it's all going to It's going to be more left edge for them. But, yeah, definitely. What's your big balls call the round? So my big balls call, I'm going to say Wilton tops a ton. Wilton tops a ton. Okay. Uh, this is big balls, mate. This is big, big balls. I could have said 80, which is which is massively big balls, but yeah. um, I've gone even higher. Yeah, I'm big on Val Holmes. I think it goes 110 plus. 
Yeah, I like yep. that. I think uh, he may score a double, but I think at the very least he scores one and sets one up. So you, yeah. I bet you love hearing that. I, I do. As, as an owner of both of these players, I'm very keen to hear um, these sort of things. But yeah, um, so at the moment for the draft, um, I'm pipping you by 32 points. Um, but yeah, anything could happen. You've already stripped the lead by half. So yeah, this one could be anyone's. Yeah, close. It's a close one. Love it. And the the further we get along in this season, obviously we're just picking the best players at the moment. It's a little bit boring. But when we get more data, we're going to hone in onto more of the statistical matchups. So you might see a few hairy picks come out um, in this draft that'll give you a better look at who we like through the matchups, through the stats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sweet. All right, let's get into Supercoach's favorite segment and all the land. The useless cunt punt. <laughs> You're a first class cunt. Okay, I'm done. You, 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 fuck off out of it. Useless. You surprise me to how shit you are. Everyone's been waiting for this one, uh, and we used to, we like to give it three weeks. We like to give it the three date rule, so we get a good look at these guys, um, and we put it out on Instagram. We put it out on the Patreon to see. Um, who everyone wants us to do a deep deep dive on to see whether we punt these cunts or we tuck and run with them. So it looks as though, so far, we've got Tanner Boyd, Lachlan Croker, and Will Warbrick. Are there any other guys that have come up uh, more than these guys? Uh, so Sione Katoa's had a couple of mentions. We did um, answer that pretty quickly earlier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Peter Hiku, um, he's obviously injured. I mean, uh, he's obviously suspended, sorry. Um, Egan Butcher has got a couple of likes as well. So he's probably one that um, that's worth a mention as well. Okay, but, nice. Um, yeah, it was heavily, heavily towards Lockie Croker and Tanner Boyd. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's get into Tanner Boyd first. And now the first thing we need to talk about with Tanner Boyd is that he is dual halfback hooker, which straight two, away... Two positions lacking in depth. Straight away, it makes him... Uh, desirable, uh, regardless of what he's scoring at the moment. Obviously, when we're talking about him in the preseason, we thought that David Fafita was going to be running off him, which he was until Bofirma got injured. Uh, Now, he scored 47 on the weekend. Not great, not terrible. But the thing is, it's like you drop Tanner Boyd. Who are you picking up? Yeah, if, if you're if you're honest, you, if option presents if an option presents itself that you can pick up someone like a JMK or someone like that, yeah, obviously you you, you go for that. But it's not it's not someone where you go and pick up little, which you're going to get a similar score anyway. I just can't see it. If Tanner Boyd is your backup hooker, and you can drop him and pick someone up like Starling or like Little or something like that, I'm all for that. I'm all for yep. that. But if he is your main hooker and there's nothing available on the waivers, then you're going to have to to run with him. Um, but I totally get the the wanting to fucking punt this cunt because he has not been playing well. Um, the Titans do have points in them, as we've seen in the last couple of games, and they can put points up on teams that usually have good defenses. For example, the Storm. Um, mm. But... Like we said, they are heavily dominant on the left edge. Yeah. Which he does not play on that edge. So my answer to this one is definitely punt him if 
you can pick someone up that is of better value. Yep. It's just hard to know because halfback and hooker are so dire out there at the moment on waivers. Now, if you can partner him up in a trade with someone else to get a decent hooking option, I like that. I mm. don't think anyone's yep. going to be buying Tanner Boyd. But yeah, it's it's hard. You wouldn't be able, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get any trade value for him. And look, it's one of those things. At the back end of last season, he he went on a bit of a tear. There's no there's no reason why that can't happen again. Um, obviously, goal kicking. Um, so look, I I would be keeping him unless you you just need to need to get the wins on the board. Yeah, it's tough. Hooking, the hooker spot is a great AE option. Now, that's another option that you could look at here. If you've got someone on your bench or a couple of players on your bench that are outscoring Tanner Boyd, then yeah, fuck him off and just have an mm-hmm. AE at your hooking spot or your halfback yeah. spot. And um, one, of the, one, of, one of the reasons why it's really difficult at the moment to cover your hooking spot is because play, people out there have got either a Tanner Boyd, they've got a Lockie Croker, they've got a Cheese... And they're, they're at sixes and sevens about their hooking spot. Also, the guys with um, Jaden Braley. So to start the season, you've got, um, you've got four players who haven't really been scoring that well. So people are going to be dipping into the waiver market pretty quickly. So your options are going to be dire at the best of times. Mm. Now, let's get into the next one, Lachlan Croker. Only two games to speak of here, obviously, with the bye. Uh, Played 67 minutes in the first game, 63 minutes um, in round three. So consistent minutes, just really poor output. So 43 points in round one, only 22 points in round Mm. three. Um, small sample size. Uh, if it was me, I would give him a couple of more games just to see if he can shake this off and get that output that we saw from last year. But I'm only saying that because it's such a small sample size. The optics don't look great. No, it doesn't. And look, I think it partially has to do with a bit of the attacking structure that they, they're running with. So they're, they're shifting to edges um, and they're really attack dominant through those edges. So be it through DC or through Turbo, um, it's not really leaving much for guys going up the guts. And that's why you see a bit of a downturn in the output of, of players like LOA, um, as well as Paseca dropping a bit as well in the last game. So, yeah, I, I don't see I don't see the signs being great for those guys or, or even Gerbo as well going through the middle. It just doesn't seem like that's their mode of, um, mode of attack at the moment. No, no, yeah. I'd yeah. give him but a couple like, more games. Like you said, like you said yeah. small sample size, three-date rule. Yep. Um, I, I do think that because this is a, a potential structure change for how they attack, y- y- we need to get a better sighting for it. And uh, it might not even be this game that you'll see the, the um, see how, how it will actually unfold for him. Yeah. So it's a wait and see for Lockie Croker there, but yeah. We Which don't. is a tough one because like he has put up some – Dead set stinkers yep. um, this season. We so. don't like the look of it so far. Let's just say that no. much. Um, all right, let's get into big Will Warbrick. So, like the look of him in the first two rounds. Um, I liked his involvement. Uh, I liked the runs he was taking. Uh, but then put up a 14-point game on the weekend, which, yeah, that really made me question things a little mm. bit. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I, I'm worried about with Will is... 
how left dominant the storm attack is because now not only are they just a dominant attacking team down the left edge where mad dog is but the reason that the storm were attacking at all down the right was because xavier coates was on the right yes. now he's on the exactly. left so jerome hughes even when he gets the ball he's looking over he's to the looking, left he's looking left yeah and trying to kick to his man Coats. So poor Will Warbrick is just catching a cold at the moment. And the fact that there's so many better options under 35% ownership. So they're going to be available waivers. They're going to be available on freeze. I think he is a 100% drop. Uh, I'd be going. And I think, I think even in classic, like he's, he's not going to be making you enough money in the next few weeks to keep when you've got other players out there that can either be scoring you really good points or getting you an uptick in um in value so yeah i've i've already looked to move him on um i've i've shifted a, i've shifted up cnk into ctw's and i brought in reese walsh yeah um just because of the you'll get the points and you'll get an uplift in value as well here's some guys that i'd rather have in my side maddie tomoko Isaac Thompson, Brian Kelly, mm. Jesse Arthurs. Uh, who else have we got? And down Jesse there? Arthurs has still got a month of games to play before Oates is scheduled to come back. So, yeah, yeah. He's, he's of huge value. Connolly Lemelu, mm. Marcelo Montoya. There's fucking a gaggle of cunts on here that I would rather have than Will Warbrick. So, if I were you and you own Will, Get to shopping, baby. Get out there and mm. grab someone. Um, and that spot that is getting freed up with Will, that could be your CTW spot that you stream your CTW. So every couple of yeah. weeks due to matchups, you bring in guys that have got favorable um, try-scoring potential. So, for example, you know, maybe you drop Will Warbrick and you pick up Marcelo Montoya or Jesse Arthurs this week because of the matchup, and you just continue to do that with that spot throughout the year. Yeah, and, and that's and that's a really good way to manage that position. Yep, yep. Righto, so we are punting Tanner Boyd if you can, if you've got some sort of ability. If you've to got do. other options. Yep, yeah. Lachlan Croker, give him one or two more goes, see what he can come up with, but we don't like it. And we're punting Will Warbrick. To be honest, they're all pretty good punts. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're all puntable for sure. Um, I think the only one that yeah we, we probably do want a bit more of a cider on is um, is Lucky Croker. Yep. Yeah, the the drums are beaten for sure. Yep, one hundred percent. All right, let's get into question time. Excuse me, I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Now, do we have any questions from the Patreon that we need do to Do we have first? any questions? Um, we have got a gaggle of questions. Um, so, first one, we've kind of already covered it. Does Croker improve? Don't know. Don't know. Um, don't know. It is, it is definitely the million-dollar question at the moment, especially for Draft Supercoach. So, it's a, it's a sit and wait um, at the moment. Um, so, Connor, Connor's asked us, uh, got Kiri, Egan, um, Egan Butcher, I think that's Egan Butcher. Um, it might be Wade Egan. Katoa, Townsend on the bench. Um, reckon TPJ or Angus Crichton worth a stash. I would be whacking um, Townsend into freeze and getting TPJ for sure. 
Um, I did read an article that, now I don't know the credibility of this source, but Angus Crichton citing a return in the next seven weeks. That's an interesting one. Yes. Um, I mean, in all the leagues that I'm in, he's, he's, he'd be, it was snaffled up at the start of the season and um, no one's dropped him yet. But look, a I, player of that calibre, I would pick he's always worth a stash. He's sure. definitely a better stash. He's, wor- he's, he's actually worth taking a couple of losses to keep him in your, um, in your bench. Yep. So definitely a stash. If TPJ is available, grab him right away. Um, definitely, definitely worth it. Um, uh, Sammy has asked, I have Jackson Paulo. With Dom Young will likely be dropped. Should I be worried um, he will come to the Roosters a year early? Yes. Um, in a word, yes. Um, so Jackson Paulo has been f- uh, filling a need. He has been at the end of attacking raids. Hasn't really been creating too much himself. Um, he's just been doing a good job finishing off um, the tries. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be really concerned. Um, and on the flip side, if you're a Dom Young owner and you can hold him for a little bit, it might be worth just seeing how this whole how situation plays out. Because if the uh, if the Knights are playing silly buggers and they want to get a player in return, maybe the Roosters will be willing to um, to do a, a swapsy with one of the. Um, one of the Roosters players for this season. So we'll see how that pans out. But yes, very concerned for Jackson Paulo owners. Mm-hmm. That was the most um, long-winded answer. Yeah. Um, so Luke, Luke has asked, best best, um, best options for waivers and who is worth the number one claim? I'm going to have to answer that offline because, yeah, they should have just listened to the waivers pod. Um, Connor's asked, uh, Greg Marju a priority um, at I imagine. Um, absolutely. So he'll be a top waiver claim this week if he's available. Um, Dane has asked, uh, oh no, never mind. He's just found something that we've put on there. You proofread these questions? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm just reading through them because there's a, there's a, like I said, there's a gaggle of them. There's like 50 of them. Um, uh, so Liam's asked, uh, which of these two do I keep? So Farnsworth, Steve Crichton, Ronaldo Molotalo. He's playing in a comp with two CDWs. So this is a men's comp. This is a good one. Farnworth um, and Molotalo. Yeah, for, for this round, um, I'd be I'd be going Farnworth and Molotalo. If it's season long, would you stick with those? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I do like I do like the output from Farnsworth, mm. and he is super coach um, porn because he just doesn't pass. Yeah. Okay. Anth has asked. I have Isaiah Katoa on the bench to cover f- halfback five eight. Um, however, he's always my AE. Is it worth punting him for a higher upside player um, to to score a better AE each week? Um, no halves cover if if punted though. Um, I'd be look to be honest. You could look to see if you could um, trade in someone from another team. Mm. There's going to be people who are looking for a half. Um, mm. One thing I would say though, I do think um, higher attacking output is going to come from Katoa as the season goes on. So don't probably do that. Yeah. What do you reckon? I I, I think 100% shopping around for trades. Um, I don't but, think drop him though. No, no, yeah. Because fuck, that'd be lovely if you're a top yeah. waiver pick. Exactly right. Um, someone's asked about what's Ricky going to do with Tom Starling. I already answered that. Yeah. He'll fuck us all over, and that's exactly what he did. Um, so Starling's to the bench. 
Um, so Mick has asked, is it worth picking up Xavier Savage yet? You've already answered that earlier with the um, the questions pod. So yeah, absolutely. He's definitely worth worth it. Uh, Benny's asked, uh, Jaden Braley was dropped last week. He sure. currently has Appy. Um, yeah. Get him. <laughs> just, just get him. Get him. Because um, realistically, Appy has been a bit up and down with his output. So Trade bait. Yeah, um, Jaden, you could trade bait either of those mm-hmm. two and get a nice little uptick. So love that. Um, any scoop on Jack DeBellin? So he's been due back this week, um, this round all season. So no idea what is going on there. Um, he, he's probably just had a resurgence of his injury. So, um, yeah, it's it's one of what um, wait and watch. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything untoward about it. It's just he's probably just had an injury setback. Yeah. Um, Dave has asked, any trade-in targets um, yet for guys averaging low that could Oh, hang on. I've got to read this one through. Any trade-in targets uh, yet for guys averaging low that could be targets? That's verbatim uh, what's written. Um, I'm trying to offload for feeder for a couple. Okay, so he's he's asking for guys that are going shit that are probably better than they're averaging at the moment. It might be one that we need to talk, uh, have a little bit of a think about and get back to you yeah. on the Patreon, mate. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll we'll consider that one and we'll give you a couple of options later on. Um, not one that we can do straight off the dome, unfortunately. So uh, drop Jason's ass, drop Nofo, or just take the AE and see what happens. I'd I'd be seeing what happens with Nofo. He's he's too too good quality to just drop in the waivers. What do you reckon? Yeah, it depends what's out there. I mean, in all honesty, I would drop Nofo for Tomoko. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Like again, the, the tiger, the tigers are such a rabble at the moment. Nofo's so. got that little tiger next to his name. He I does. Don't he like does. It. I don't yeah, like he it. He does. He does. I mean, surely they turn the turn the tide at some point. Do but they? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I know. All right. Um, Benny's asked. Sean Lane is still um, still in waivers. Fuck. Got Nan- How is he still in waivers? Pick him up. Go get him. He's now. got. He's got. He's got Nanai Martin and Trista at Turaf. Would you flick any for him? Like I'd be flicking Martin. Like I do. I do think Martin will score well this season. But yeah, flick I Martin. Would I would flick Martin? Here's an, an here's an interesting number Lane. for you, Wook. Fourteen. What do you think that is? What do you mean? What do you think 14 represents? 14? Yep. That's the amount of what runs the- Nanai's made this year. 39. In three games. In three games. 39. Another nice number for you. That's the average ru- made? running meters he makes every game. Every game. That, is, that is atrocious. <laughs> I mean, he's... Look, we and a lot of other podcasts <laughs> uh, said he's, oh. a, he's a trap in waiting. And look... I. I'd be I'd be getting I'd be trying to get trade bait for Nanai. For fourteen runs, I in all I back myself to make more runs over three games in the NRL. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd get killed. You'd you'd probably be making negative meters, but yeah, you'd definitely be able to make the runs. Hundred, hundred. That's embarrassing. That is that is shit house numbers. Yes. Holy shit, that's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um. But the thing is, like, he played in Origin and he absolutely brained it. Not just with like getting um, kicking, um, like kicks and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, off track. Uh, Brock has asked us. Lemelu seems like a good target with Kafusia and potential dual 
at um, round six. So 100% nail on head. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually shifted he, because of how good he's been playing. He's shifted Kenny Brom into the forward pack. So just goes to show how Bennett sees him as, as well. So, mm-hmm. yep, he's almost certain to get dual. So mad on him. Davo has asked, should I waive a Pezzet? Yes. Um, from our last waiver, now Hughes is gone. Halves are rare in my waivers. So, yeah, it's a two-week play, but, yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. Oh. And that's that, That's it. That's all. Nice, bro. I've got a couple here from Instagram. Uh, thoughts on Flegler? Yep. Solid yeah. 45 to 50. Uh, we talked yep. about that earlier. Need two CTWs now that Nofo and Dom Young are gone. Do I go Lemilu, AKP, AKP, Brian Kelly, or Montoya? BK. Uh, this week, if it's a plug-and-play option, I think Montoya's probably got the matchup, but I, I do like BK. Yeah, season long, Lemilu and BK seem like yeah. a nice pickup. If you got both of them, fuck, turn your season around. That's nice. Yeah. Um, who wins in this trade? Asako for Lemulu and Taruva. Lemulu and Taruva. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hundred. That's amazing. Um, sell Latrell to Walsh. Brisbane have a great draw. I think you've gone ass about face there. You need to be selling. You want to you want to sell Walsh. You want to sell Walsh into. Yeah. Yeah, you want to sell high, buy low. You don't want to sell sell low, low, buy high. Oh, God. No, (laughs) no, 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 no. You got that ass about face champ. Yeah. Walsh is at the tippy top right now. He's a sell, not a buy. Uh, Why is my team a bunch of underperforming cunts? Sorry, bro. Can't help you out there. I I think you're not alone. Yeah, you're you're definitely not alone. Um, Ari, Arrow or Elliot worth a waiver pickup or a stash or a free agent pickup? Probably uh, Elliot out of those two. Elliot, Elliot would be because he's probably only another like two, three weeks away from coming back. And yeah, with, with how the Knights are, I think he could be getting bulk minutes once he's fully fit again. Yep. This is interesting. Being offered Kennedy when I have Savage on my bench, who's better for the long run? Fuck. Mm. If I were to say from rounds 20 to round 27, yeah. who, who averages yeah. more, it's going to be, I'd probably say Savage. Yeah, I would say the same. And he, and look, he grew into the season as well as um, as it went um, last season. But yeah, it's a tough one. Like, you don't know how he's going to come back because some players, when they come back from broken jaws, especially um, like backs, sometimes they shy away from the contact a bit. So mm. that and with his size, that'd be the biggest concern. He is a bit um, of a weapon when it comes to contact, though. Mm, I, don't, I think yeah. it'd be fine. It's very close. It's very close. Yeah, because uh, no, Kennedy's is. looked very good. Um, yeah, I, I, very I'd, close. I'd probably go Kennedy just because he's he's a lock in that team. Yeah, it's a safe play. He, he's a safe play. Yep. And the last question for round four is Starling versus JMK long term. Got them both. Want to use one to get an upgrade in another position. JMK for long term for sure. Mm, yeah, like he's 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 a set and forget for the um for the hooking spot at the at the fin. So yep. yeah, hundred percent. All right, that's us done. 
uh yeah big one big one this one uh look guys if you haven't already head over to patreon subscribe have a look it's five dollars to have a look if you don't like it you can fuck off get out of there it's it's only cost you five dollars what costs five dollars these days nothing can't Can't get a bloody coffee can't even even get a schooner for that i bought a coffee this morning it cost me seven dollars you can't get anything for five dollars can't get a bag of lollies for fucking five dollars five dollars is nothing so get in there have a look at it look at it as i said earlier i'm going to do a big video put it out to everyone on socials that's going through all these statistical pages and and sort of uh explaining what every what they all mean and they'll be tailored for the upcoming game so you can see how we're reading them and how we're using them to predict super coach scores so um look out for that one but other than that mate anything else you want to add no no it's um it's exciting with a few of the um the big things we've been working on there in the off season uh starting to be dropped onto patreon and yeah people frothing on it um, there, obviously we've got the got the patreon only discord as well so people are um, oh, thriving in there so everyone's going left right and center um helping it just rubbers helping rubbers how good rubbing we're rubbing your back, you're rubbing our back, lots oh, of rubbing yeah. going on, just mutual rubbing, like rub trains. Yeah. Like it's, it's it. good because you, we're rub we've been circles. Throwing, around, throwing around throwing around trade <laughs> ideas and everyone else is um, everyone else has been chiming in as well, which is it's just been really good. Good year, good year. I love it. Alright, that's the final sign rubbers. Make sure you go follow us on all the socials, don't be a dog. Uh, but that's it for this rub. <laughs> Remember there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. You're damn right, Walker. Catch us next round on the weekly rub down. India. Ta-da! 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 Ta-da!